Welcome to the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. Welcome to the Prog Talks, an interview series by the Prog Space where we will be talking to musicians in all corners of the progressive music scene. Welcome back to another episode of the Proc Talks. I'm your host, Dario. And uh, before we jump into today's topic and welcome today's guest, as always, uh, please don't forget to get us a cup of tea or coffee. Helps us out a lot. Um, as always, thanks in advance. And uh, yeah, uh, I want to say hi and welcome to the Proc Talks to um, three wonderful musicians from the UK. Um, and their band is called Giant Walker. Um, Maybe you could just introduce yourselves quickly and what uh, what your role in the band is. Sure. So uh, I'm Steph. I am the singer. Uh, I'm Jamie. I play guitar. I'm Alex. And I play drums in that exact same band. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And uh, but that's not the the entire band. There's uh, uh, who who is completing the band. The bass player, right? Yeah, we're missing, we're missing Jordan, yeah. who's our bass player. Typical bass player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So um, today is May 6th. So in one week, there's going to be the release of uh, the Giant Walker debut album, All in Good Time. Is that correct? Indeed. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Wonderful. So uh, yeah, it is your debut album. Uh And uh, I mean, you over the last year or so, you already released five singles off of that. And uh, but but still, you're a relatively new, fresh, young band. So I guess a lot of listeners uh, might have not heard of you so far. That means maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit how the band came together in the first place and. Um, Yeah, what kind of music we can expect from Giant Walker? We all come from the same area, um, which is Newcastle in the north of northeast of England. Uh, but we all met in the in the south uh, when we all went to went to university to study music, uh, and took took a while to find each other, um, but ended up finding we well me Steph and Jordan the bass player knew each other beforehand um and then we met alex at university and realized that we were all from the same place so we kind of immediately had some kind of you know Connection. kindred yeah. kindred spirit <laughs> um and then we just realized that we all like the same music and kind of yeah just thought we'd start writing um and we ended up we definitely all like the same thing um with slight variations it's generally all in the heavier side of the spectrum um so so when did you did you when would you at which point in time would you say this this was the founding date of giant walker was was it like uh, before the pandemic already or at the start of it So there's kind of two answers that we could give you here, really. So um, when we all started playing music together as a collective um, back in 2015, 
Um, but we were under a different name um, and we released a couple of EPs and did quite a lot of gigs um, and kind of did some tours and uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, did did all that. But then the, the pandemic kind of like gave us the opportunity to, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a, you know, a rebrand essentially, but it was, uh, it was kind of a chance to be, to just kind of go in a different direction because everything was kind of, everything stagnated. Everyone wasn't doing anything. Um, and we just felt like we all enjoyed playing music together, but we felt like we kind of outgrew the the old name and the music we were writing and kind of just wanted to break off and start afresh, but with the same people. Mm. Um, and it's fair to say, I think we're all so much happier with, you know, the name and the, the package that we're presenting now, like feel a lot more comfortable in our own skin, so to speak. Yeah, I, mean. I think like uh, from obviously like meeting at uni and like forming uh, our original project, like um, we were obviously quite young at the time and just kind of like writing and putting stuff out and and just kind of uh, learning the ropes, shall we say, like about it, I think. And I, th- I think we kind of got to a point where we were just kind of like, we've 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 uh got some experience now with kind of what might be a better approach or i don't know just had time to kind of try stuff out and see what works and what didn't work mm-hmm. and then just kind of felt like as as jamie was saying like the pandemic kind of ended up being like the perfect time to just mm. hi- hibernate a bit and and kind of yeah. write actually reflect on like and, uh, yeah. whether we were actually happy with the like what we were putting out because I don't think there was always a compromise with what we used to put when we put out under the old under the old band um and it just didn't really feel like uh we just wanted to separate the new stuff from that um and really give it a new lease of life and um like I say we're all far happier with yeah you just you just said you're also happy with the new name uh where 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 did this name come from is it a star wars reference <laughs> you know what it is it could be <laughs> i always i always see a giant walker from star wars in front of my eyes when i when i when i look at the name <laughs> funny enough i think that was that was um i that was alex's point wasn't it yeah that always surrounds me star wars it was actually funny enough it was our bass player um who isn't here um who actually came up with the name um so kind of following on from what Jamie said, like we we had uh throughout the lockdown kind of sat down and and remotely recorded um like a load of demos that ended up obviously becoming the uh, our debut album. And um I can't remember where I was going with that. My my brain is <laughs> uh, Jordan came up with the name. Um and so we were we were reflecting on basically um like whether we should continue with the same like play out under the same name as previous or whether we should just kind of have a fresh start. And we were basically doing like weekly Zooms where we'd all like try and bring like three band names um, and just like uh, discuss basically. Mm. Um, but it was quite a long process. Oh yeah. We it spent a lot very... of time on it because we had made that mistake before. We had yeah. made the mistake of like settling with something that was just like, yeah, that'll do. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, not really thinking about it and not that you not that you should when you're like, you know, 14, 15, 16. Um, yeah. But 
yeah, it was definitely um, we. It was one of those names where it, it kind of we pulled it out the hat, so to speak, and we kind of looked at it and we were all like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, actually." And then we were like, "We'll sit on it." And as time went on, it actually got better. Like, yeah, I, everyone admit, I, I, I feel like not everyone was on the same page with it. Like Alex was a bit unsure. I remember being a bit unsure about it when we first like going out. I think Alex is just like. You just kind of feel like it reminded you of Star Wars too much. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think like the the first time I heard it, it's it's because it was in the mix with so many others as well. It it like it it stood out and it was cool, but it was like I didn't I couldn't convince myself that like that that's the one, and that's what I wanted to happen. Like I, I wanted to see something and be like, "Yep, that's it. We're going with that one." And it didn't really happen, but it happened eventually because everything else was terrible. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you know, it's actually, yeah, that one, that one is the one, you know yeah. what I mean? So it, it was one of those processes where, you know, we, we trolled through endless, endless lists of stuff. And yeah, we, we all eventually came around. I think I, I was, I dug my heels in that one for probably the longest time out of the other, uh, the other three. Because they were all like, yep, yep, yep. And I was like, mm, I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy that we went with that one now. Thinking about to the other names and other ideas we had. Christ, yeah. <laughs> well, in, in, enough talk of the band name. What, what is even more important than the band name is the music itself, of course. Um, so I would uh, assume like... Having listened to the album All in Good Time a couple of times uh, now, that like I, I found it surprisingly mature and also kind of you know with a lot of debut albums, it's it's uh, maybe you 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 can hear a band kind of searching for its sound and 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 for its signature sound and and I, with All in Good Time I had feeling you you know what you want to do this is you this is giant walker um so how, how how did the songwriting process go and 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 how and did you also have that like that feeling of uh certainty that this is our our new sound the four of you i think so and i think a lot of that comes down to the fact that we've obviously played together for a while already so Obviously, whilst the band is fresh, um, we we have grown together as a group of musicians for longer than the band's life. So um, I suppose that's what, I mean, we all felt the same. We all felt like, you know, this was the culmination of years and years and years of, uh, you know, playing right. experience, which it, it was because we have done that for so long. But the writing process was very much... Uh, in in this room, basically, because yeah. it was because it was over the two years of um, you know the Covidian <laughs> chronicle. Uh, it was it was all remotely written. Um, I would basically you know write and record most of like this this a skeletal a skeletal form of a song, and then send it to the guys in the rough state that it was to get opinions and whatnot. And then, I mean, sometimes it would just be finished. Like I would record demo something. Steph would come in, record something over it. We'd send it to the guys and they'd be like, yeah, 
<laughs> next kind of just on to the next one um some were labored labored over for a long period of time and took a really long time to you know glue together as i'm sure like most you know most songwriters would say there are some those there are those ones that you write in an hour and there are those ones that like a year later you're like i've still got this idea it hasn't got a home yet but it will do one day um so yeah the writing process was just we I enjoyed it because it was quite, you know, just got to sit in a room and because it was nothing yeah. to do, I guess. That, that that actually reminds me the the, the last two ent- interviews that I did, uh, kind of, I think it was the same for these two bands. I'm going to mention them later. They're both really cool UK prog bands, yeah. um, but I want to mention them later in a different context. So um, hold on to that thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but speaking about other bands, um, to, to give the listeners uh, of the prog talks a little bit of an idea what the, what they can expect, how, how would you describe the sound of Giant Walker? It's a tough one. Um, so we all we all have loads of different influences. Um, I mean, us, me, Steph, and Jordan, the bass player, are very similar. Um, we kind of all very much love the um, kind of Seattle grunge scene and slightly more traditional. I think, um, even though Alex would, Alex still likes all that stuff as well. But he's definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm speaking on behalf of him. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's right here, but um, I, I'm sure he agrees. Not as much of a fan of those things that than than yeah. Me, so Steph for, and so for us, like as Jamie says, like Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, um, that kind of background of it, and also like obviously your classics like Zeppelin and yeah. And Pink I think Floyd we all kind, kind of, of we all kind of come together on those classics we all yeah like go back to zeppelin or we can all appreciate that but also with it. a with a definite like influence on like some of the new i'm saying newer stuff but like mm. carnival yeah Tool, deftones um yeah i don't know maybe add some add some bands alex yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, i mean just just going back to what you were saying before like the sound I, I, I always think of it and i know this probably might not be the same for the, the other guy's opinion but i always think of our band as just like a big cocktail of all of our favorite bands put into one you know and that's kind of what i always thought what well, i imagined the kind of mission statement behind the music to be to kind of just combine all of our ins- like our influences and kind of develop our own sound out of that um so when people listen to our stuff they can be like oh yeah that sounds like now it would be giant Walker. um and yeah i think that's always been a bit of a goal i think for us to kind of cover our own sound but still have some sort of reference to our to our sort of influences and things like that you know yeah absolutely um i think i've mentioned this a couple of times on the prog talks now because um yeah it seems to be a like at least for me a new trend that um i don't know if it's if it's is if it's an outside trend so if if there's really more bands like that emerging or it's an inside trend for me that i that i get to like more and more of these bands and then what i'm talking about is specifically very proggy bands that 
do have that grunge influence. And, and uh, as I said, I, I, I probably mentioned a lot of times in the last uh, two years on the ProCast and the Proc Talks now, that I'm not the biggest fan of the original grunge movement of the grunge sound of this alternative, whatever, uh, of what these, these, um, yeah, this aesthetic sound aesthetic. And, um, yeah, lately there's more and more bands that I'm really digging that do have that distinct influence, mixing it up with something proggy and I'm really, really digging it. Like the, the, one of the very first bands uh, that that added some uh, King Crimson and Boivo to the cocktail, I would say from from uh, Canada. I think uh, Gargoyle, uh, like a side project of uh, Dave Davidson from Revocation Tech Death Band, uh, absolutely fantastic stuff. Um, but but a lot of other bands that are not as like out there avant-garde um as you have well when you have when you've got king crimson and voivod in the cocktail then it's bound to be not as um maybe i would say mainstream compatible <laughs> yeah um but but uh with, with giant walker i i would definitely say that that um despite it being like a lot of uh, proggy riffs and and uh odd meters polyrhythms whatever going on there's there's uh definitely a focus on songwriting like like a compact song with strong hook lines and and uh, and a compact song structure as well mm. would you yeah. would you agree to that mm, definitely i that's probably something uh, that we, I don't want to say made a conscious choice for, but like I feel like that definitely uh, came out a lot more uh, in, in in Giant Walker than perhaps previous. I think before with our old project, we were kind of just like experimenting and playing and maybe fresh out of uni had a lot of ideas on yeah. <laughs> different yeah, technical aspects of it and had a lot more of that kind of techie like influence whereas i feel like it's kind of just like maybe potentially because we also wrote this uh album like uh in such a different scenario like obviously with all of our previous stuff it's always been kind of jammed in a room and i think it's very easy when you're in a room when you're in a room with other musicians it's quite easy to go like oh what if we did this and then what if we did this and it kind of you you (laughs) kind of spiral into like hang on this idea this this is in a completely different place now which can be great and you can come up with some really wicked stuff that way and i think you can only at least we can only come up with certain stuff that way yeah. with the, the constant back and forth and bouncing um but i think yeah because it was written remotely and I and think like hearing it back straight away i think that that was very yeah that's much a big a, thing a big a big thing um it kind of lend itself to that just some kind of somewhat naturally i think yeah but we're all massive fans of like the classic song form. It it has to be has to be said. It's like the yeah. the the songs we always go back to are songs at the end of the day. Very, it's very rarely like twenty minute soundscapes that you know get lost. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that's a big part of it as well. It, it, I'm just thinking about some of these uh, 
yeah in the like like in the prog rock um scene i think today there's uh the a reissue of uh the flower kings album um then what's the name the 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 one flower kings album that uh stardust we are yeah stardust uh the, 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 like half an hour epic that's my my favorite flower king song uh but it's it's a different kind of approach to music oh, yeah. right <laughs> yeah absolutely and uh yeah sometimes it, it it can also come across as randomly scrambled together and, oh let's add this part and then let's add this part mm-hmm. um i want to i want to read something from from your kind of bio on that you have on your website because I, it, it it definitely spoke to me um obviously about uh, about all in good time uh the album uh written during the 2020 lockdown their upcoming releases future themes of self-isolation and a dystopian reality um their music captures the many lows of loneliness and tips ahead to the music that gets you through hard times sweeping you up in a conceptual journey from giant riffs to melancholic melodies and ambient soundscapes uh, this this thing about music that gets you through hard times uh especially spoke to me and uh just uh, the uh, in the last two years there certainly has been quite a few releases especially since i started following all the releases so closely with for and with the prog space with our releases of the week um series um that did exactly that for me and uh but yeah in the last weeks and and months uh, this year just as well um so so i would love to ask you if there's any particular songs or albums um that did that for you and help you through hard times maybe these hard times in the last two years yeah. two and a half years almost that's a great question to be fair because like i've always thought that you know songs and albums kind of age with you and they kind of become they kind of become companions in their own way um and for me i certainly have like there's certain songs and albums that literally transport us back to like a moment and i can almost like smell like the area i was in at the time or or whatever um and there's only a few to be fair there's only a few albums and songs that do that for me um one album in particular is super unknown uh by Soundgarden um just any song off that to be honest just the the tonality of it the the production the it's just a sonic like uh nostalgic memory like it just and then the other is probably uh songs for the deaf um Queens of the Stone Age They're the two albums I could pick any song off those two albums <laughs> like yeah We'll do it one at a time. What do you think? That's a hard <laughs> question. That's a hard question. Um, I feel like it depends um, for me personally because I feel like I would either be... I, I kind of go two ways. Um, I don't know if people relate to this or not, but um, 
I feel like uh, when I need to kind of catharsize with music, I would say I'm either going to go for something heavy or something like vibey. So the two, I guess, that are coming to mind would either be uh, like Rage Against the Machine, because I feel like for me, anything, I don't know, that... Angsty. Yeah, like, I feel like, I mean, you can't really get any more, like... Yeah, they are the angst band. Uh, like, yeah, listen yeah. to Testify or something, like, that just gets all my anger out, like, <laughs> to be fair. So I would say um, <laughs> either that or I would say maybe I tend to go for, like, a Radiohead kind of vibe of, like, down a rabbit hole of melancholy sadness to just wallow in kind of like yeah just yeah. something that kind of pit of yeah it takes you it takes you with it in the sense of like i don't know maybe takes takes your mind away from the shit that's going on but also like it's not it feels like it's on the same level if you know what i mean it's like where you're at so yeah i would say there was maybe two routes i would go on but alexander <laughs> uh, again, it, it depends. It depends how you're feeling, man. Really, like if you if you're happy, you know, you want something that's kind of like gonna sort of yeah, make you feel good. But if you're feeling sad, then it's sad boy moments, and you're sticking something cheesy on or something like that. But um, I think like a couple of a couple of standout albums. I think for me over the years, I think. Um, in a, in a sort of rock metal context, would probably be, I would say probably Clairvoyant by The Contortionist. Um, I remember the first the first time I heard that was literally when I just moved into one of my new uh, one of my new houses, and it was kind of I remember like unpacking all my stuff and like getting set up for that, and it, that, that album always reminds me of that time. Um, and yeah, it was quite a sort of. Yeah, it was quite a happy time and things like that. But again, the album's like super, super kind of dark um, and quite sort of <laughs> depressing, really. Um, but for some reason, it kind of, yeah, it's it's quite a nice balance of the two. But I guess on the flip side of the coin, really, um, another one would be uh, Born and Raised by John Mayer. Um, again, not, not Mel-related at all. But yeah, that's one of them albums I think you, I can 100% just stick on. And you you listen to it all the way through, you know. It's it's one of those albums where there's 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 not that many skips, you know. And I think as well, not not to bang on about John Mayer, but the album is always a bit of a curveball. I think for a lot of people, like it is, they either love it or they hate it because um, it's not necessarily what you would expect from a songwriting approach and from just a, a general him approach. Um, yeah, it's it's quite different, but yeah, I would say that probably my two yeah I, I i had a little different approach because when when i when i wrote uh, when i read that quote of yours in on the, on your website um i was very much reminded to a something new and b very specific um parts in songs even not 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 whole albums so the two british bands i was talking about earlier one one uh, is pure reason revolution they dropped their new album today 
uh, above Cirrus and the uh, long track, the 10 minute track on that is Scream Sideways. And that chorus on that song is just so mind blowing. When I, when I put it on for the first time, um, I was also like doing something else. And then this chorus suddenly hit out of nowhere. And I was just really, that was a jaw-dropping moment. I had, had to stop whatever I was doing. And then like throughout the whole song, which goes on like different tangents, like like it has some like really um, forward driving riffs as well as some electronic parts and then some more spacey ambient parts. But whenever uh, I was, I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But when, when is that chorus coming back again? <laughs> uh, absolute goosebumps moments. And the other one would be Porcupine Tree. I had the pleasure of talking to Richard Barbieri um, a couple of days ago. And um, we're going to um, release that episode in the, the, the week, the new Porcupine Tree album, Closure Continuation. It's coming out uh, May, uh, June 22nd, I think. And um, I had the huge privilege of listening to Closure Continuation already, and and there's some the, there's the the very last track on the album, or it, it's it's even the last of the three bonus tracks, is the only instrumental. It's called Population of Three, and it it is a Stephen Wilson, Gavin Harrison composition jam, jam and like it's got. It's quintessential porcupine tree, just like alone the way it sounds, and 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 really really gave me gave me goosebumps. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, those were the two bands that I, that that I had to think about earlier uh, about the songwriting thing. That some songs write themselves in a matter of hours, and others take years <laughs> to perfect. Um, but finally, there's another band that I'm going to interview tomorrow. And then the it, it's going to be the episode after this episode. They're from France uh, with a British drummer and percussionist. They're called Gerald with a like exclamation marks at front and the beginning of the word. And they're absolutely mind-blowing avant-garde piano prog stuff um and uh the at the very end of the album the the the, the last two songs is like a kind of two-part song S suddenly goes on 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 this um absolutely goosebumps inducing post rocky melody that reminded me a little bit of another UK band, um, Voronoi. Um, the last song on, on Voronoi's album uh, also had this absolutely massive goosebumps moment. So these moments, when I, when when there's these moments in the music, I find and I and, and that get uh, get released in all these amazing albums. But but when there's like this spark. You're 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 finding in uh, in in the new music you you discover this like absolutely magic and it's uh, it, it, it for me it kind of kind of makes makes all the um, hours and work I put put into the the prog space and the prog absolutely worthwhile and um, 
it just ties in with that thought uh, about music helping getting through hard times when you're, um, for whatever reason, uh, having a hard time um, mentally. Um, and I think to, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> to, to, come, <laughs> to come back to Giant Walker, um, I, I, I would say all in good time uh, with that uh, wonderful album title as well. Um, I think it's a good time for all in good time now. And uh, I, I, I think it, um, yeah, there's, it, it's, it's good vibes and a good energy. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy uh, for, for, for you that, that you, you're going to put it out finally now. And I'm, uh i guessing you're you're you probably as well really excited um for it to finally be out um and i'm really curious um for people to discover it <laughs> and um yeah uh what what's what what's what's next for giant walker you 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 got some shows coming up We do, yeah. We've got a um a UK tour, um, which is in June. So um kicks off. We've got 10 dates um coming up in June. Uh so various places across the UK. Um so that starts on the second of June. Um so yeah, we're really excited to to properly kind of yeah. it's been a while since we've yeah, had like a real like just string of, of shows one yeah. after the other. It'll be good to get back into the the swing of it, you know, blow off the cobwebs. Um, yeah, I think especially like from a uh, from a song point of view, like obviously because they were all kind of written uh, remotely, and um, that obviously changed our approach kind of entirely. It's it's been really good. Like we we had a gig just on, uh, on Tuesday uh, supporting our friends in Black Orchid Empire in London, um, oh, yeah. and it, it's been really nice uh, kind of getting back to actually playing the songs together because actually when it obviously recording like we're all playing the parts separately and um it's it's be, it's been funny that it's taken such a long time from actually writing the songs to actually performing them performing them yeah, yeah because obviously normally it's it's the complete reverse of that like normally you've got a chance to like play a few shows oh here's a new tune like drop it see yeah. what the reaction is and kind of I don't know what they kind of evolve like as as obviously as you're playing you them. them. Yeah. yeah. So it's been really interesting to to kind of reverse that process and and where I think we're really looking forward to uh as Jamie says that like actually having like a solid yeah. run of, of shows to kind of see how they kind of develop and um evolve as yeah. as we go through. Wonderful. Um, I'm I'm in in Germany in Munich, uh, so I won't be able to catch one of these shows, unfortunately. But I do hope uh, to see you at one point in the future, live on stage. Um, all the best with the release of all all in good time. Uh, and uh, yeah, have fun at these shows. Uh, I'll definitely keep my eyes on the on your socials to to maybe get some impressions. <laughs> um at least visually and um yeah you guys out there listening to the proc talks you definitely should also follow giant walker on their social media channels 
to keep up to date what what they're up to in the future um you're going to find the links in the description and everywhere as always um just like our socials as well the prog space we are also also always happy about new follows and likes and comments and cup of tea cup of coffee um you know the drill uh giant walker thank you so much for taking the time uh it was uh Alexander, a pleasure man. talking to you all in good time is out uh in a couple of days when this drops uh, may 13th 13th yeah so next next friday i guess as recorded but yeah wonderful that's it for today thank you guys out there for listening until next time take care of yourselves and your loved ones and keep spreading that prog love the prog talks produced by the prog space main host rune belsvik reynos produced by rune belsvik reynos vanessa and matthias kirsch all graphics and animations by vanessa kirsch intro theme by guseppe negri outro theme by sack munovitz This was the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. See you in a week.